like the way he had me training was like straight up for a dude like yeah I trained chest I trained chest three times a fucking (laughs) week dude How's it going? Good. How's how are you guys? Oh, you know. I bought uh I bought new EAAs today. Oh yeah, what flavor? Oh, what brand? The, the mutant um gear ones, G E E A R, like the uh what is it? Sweet iced tea. Ooh. It's basically just like drinking iced tea from like your childhood. Mm, and uh, I, I haven't really bought I haven't bought supplements in so long, but I'm just not drinking enough water. And I was like, you know, I'm going to just flavor my water and make myself drink it. So, and it's so good. And I Mm. only put half a scoop for like over a liter. It's just enough to like make it taste like iced tea, you know? I got some new EAs the other day, actually. I haven't opened them yet, but they're cotton candy strawberry. (laughs) Oh my god, what brand? That's gonna be sweet. Uh Revolution Nutrition. Um, I'll just do a little plug here. I am sponsored, so if you guys ever want to use my code, it's RN Ashley, and it'll give you a free gift at checkout. So free supplements. And it also no supports me. So I always what? I always appreciate it. I didn't even know that. That sounded like such a setup, but it was not, I promise to our listeners. But like <laughs> yeah. I want a free gift. I should totally buy my mine from there. That's I love them. Actually, I'm kind of sad because they recently sent me um a package, and it went to my Kelowna address. So I'm waiting. Oh, no. So the reason why I even got sponsored by Revolution Nutrition, I've been sponsored by them for like three or four years, and it's because I got obsessed. They have a a protein that is actually like juice. And they have all different flavors. So like candy flavors and stuff. So it's not like a thick shake. And I got obsessed with it. And I would always post them on Instagram. And one day I posted on Instagram and I was like, will you guys just sponsor me? And they messaged me and they're like, hell yeah. I so love that. It's like a collagen, like a collagen protein, like those really light, clear ones. Yeah. Like they do have a collagen protein, but they, they all, it's just a whey protein. Oh, nice. It's a whey mm. protein, but it's like juice. And um, so the package that they recently sent me was they've now taken their juice protein and they've put it in cans. So it's canned protein shakes, but they're like juice. Oh my gosh. That's like, um, that's like a game changer for on the go. Right. And like people like me, like I'll gag on protein shakes. Like I hate me every day right now. (laughs) There's a... It's like a peach iced tea flavored what is it like an iso chill or something and it's by oh, all Mac. like yeah. you know which one i'm talking about i've never tried it but like i always wanted to but they never have a, like i've never seen a sample packet of it so i'm just not willing to like commit to a whole tub well but- i will give you some next time i see you yeah. i'll give you some um of like i get like little like sample containers where it's like they're like so cute so I can just bring you you can try like the juice protein if you want oh I would love that yeah because like I don't love whey protein so I feel like if it tasted juicy that'd be good but yeah I just do plant protein still 
and oh, uh, I can't. I have, but I can't. Oh no, there's certain ones like there's only like one or two that I like. Um, yeah, I heard that the Believe one is really good. I haven't tried it, but I order a lot from Believe. Yeah, I think I've tried that. I mean, obviously Vega Iron Vegan. No, the Ve- Vega is just horrible. Oh, not a great experience. I get. Um, I used to get from Beyond Yourself their salted caramel, but they just don't make that flavor right now. Mm. And I, that was like I lived off that for like two years, like at least two meals a day. But the PVL chocolate, it is like the most true to like a chocolate milk flavor. Not too sweet. It's not gritty. Like it's like yeah, it's very good. So speaking speaking of supplements. I recently started training in the mornings again. So we ended up getting some really cracked out pre-workout that it's batch 27. Yeah. Oh, flavors <laughs> bomb though. That's the thing. But dude, it has like, I think a full scoop's over 300 milligrams of caffeine. Dude, that shit fucks me up. Like I went <laughs> to the gym once in Kelowna and so, most gyms in Kelowna will sell like pre-workout shots. So it's spend like $2 and they'll give you a scoop. So I went to the front desk and I was like, hey, do you guys have any pre-workout? And they're like, actually, we've made these pre-workout jello shots that we're just giving away today if you want to try. So mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah. So I was like, what kind of pro- or what kind of pre-workouts in here? And they're like, oh, it's batch 27. They told me after I ate it. And I was like, a whole scoop. And like, I'm not joking. I was like gonna throw up doing <laughs> my work. I can't, I can't with any pre-workout that's got like beta alanine that gives you the finger tingles yep and it's got it too but i also really like the other ingredients and it's got some like i think uh l-theanine and stuff that kind of and tyrosine that kind of minimizes the effects but at the same time amon they're just like yeah let's just have one scoop and share it (laughs) yes half a scoop is all you need of that stuff it's it's crazy but it's necessary because i haven't been waking up early and now i'm trying to train at 7 a.m so here we are um good for you to segue into our topic because our topic today is throwback like Mm -hmm. to the old like throwing back to the olden days of competing um ashley and i are ogs and Mm -hmm. gabby's even been her show was how many years ago was your first show like four 2019 so yeah, it was kind of right when things were transitioning I feel like but yeah from still saw uh, some things that nowadays you would never see yeah right so four years ago it transitioned from or five years ago it, it changed from five now it changed from the um Canadian Bodybuilding Federation to the Canadian Physique Alliance and like under the IFBB so like yeah, we're going to throw it back to, and not even just to like the different federation, because there was like different posing and stuff, but we're throwing it back to like what it's like to do your first competition versus like many competitions later and the lessons you learn. So um, to segue that in with pre-workout, we've all, everyone goes through the double dry scoop phase or the like two scoops of pre-workout phase. And then you quickly learn um how absolutely horrible of an idea that is oh my god I used to think when I was younger by the way everybody I'm like two weeks into this fucking sickness so I sound like I can hear (laughs) yeah um I think I have bronchitis to be honest but anyway um I forget what I was gonna say so oh you used to think when you were younger 
like with pre-workout yeah I like legit thought I had insomnia like legit I was like I'm gonna go to the doctor like I have insomnia and then I was like well maybe taking a dry scoop of 300 milligram pre-workout at 7 p.m is probably not the smartest thing no not not if you want to sleep I know people have like given themselves heart problems with too much caffeine Oh my god. I, I remember back in the day, like I used to think that taking pre-workout would like make my workout better. Um, and there are ingre- and there are ingredients that can help. Like absolutely. Like um like citrulline malate is like a vasodilator, so it opens your blood vessels and your, you know, you actually get more blood flow to the muscles and stuff, which can like it, you know, aid in recovery as you're working out and give you a better pump and like blah 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 like there's lots of things in it but like I used to think that like if I didn't take pre-workout that there was no point even like workout at all same. so same I went through a little bit of a phase too I, I don't recommend this but I would get so fucking stoned and then I would get like absolutely destroyed on pre-workout and it would put me in this like weird zone where like I would Sometimes in during my workout, I'd like have like an out of body experience. Like I would be like so fucked up at the gym, but I was like, "Yeah, my workout is awesome." But like, I looked back and I was like, "Dude, I wouldn't even like if I went out partying, I wouldn't even get that fucked up now." That's, That's so, so funny because you're such a you're like a small human from then, but you must have been so cracked out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like. 20 pounds 25 pounds less than I am now too so fucking crazy so funny Ugh, being a kid (laughs) being a kid oh man all the things that I used to do too with my workouts that I like thought were helping and they weren't oh that's a whole that's like a whole episode to get into yeah we should we got which we will get into because we're gonna do another training one yeah yeah the evolution of our training actually kind of Um, like Oh, sorry, Allison, but just going off of what you just said, um, this kind of like correlates with the throwback stuff is, I don't know about you guys, but when you guys started your fitness journey or your like competitor journey, did you guys feel like if you didn't do everything perfectly on plan, like you would not make progress? Because I was not as educated back then. So I felt like if I went one tiny anything off plan everything would be ruined everything so I remember I, being so yeah. and like crying my eyes out because I was like I have to go to the gym like I have to and now I look back I'm like no yeah girl. yeah I literally because it's so funny because if you don't know anything about competing or training or especially something like a competition like oh my gosh I I had wanted to do a competition for years. And so I met someone through my sister who had done a show and I met with her for coffee and asked her about it. And she said, well, I trained with so-and-so, but if I were going to do it again, I'd hire him. He's the best, like this local guy. And I was like, oh, okay. If he's the best, I'll hire him. And I just like knew nothing about it. I hired him. And like, yeah, I literally thought that if I didn't do everything exactly right, that I would fail like down to like one like to the grain of rice mm-hmm, that's, yeah and that's I remember I mean. like it was 11 o'clock at night and I had to wake up every day at five for work and I had another cardio session to do and I went and did it because I thought 
that I had to do it. Otherwise, like I would have failed my plan. And like now looking back, I'd be like, you know what? The sleep is more important and you just make up the minutes throughout the week. Like it's just, yeah. So yeah, we, we don't overlook sleep anymore. No. So like, yeah, the, I don't know, the mindset when you're a brand new competitor is very different than when you're a more like progressive like progressed competitor i guess yeah Yeah, and that doesn't doesn't mean you get away with you know taking extra bites and shit like we still don't do that but it's like you don't cry over grains of rice anymore yeah yeah yeah. like in prep this was me out of prep oh Oh my gosh that's some toxic stuff right like in prep yeah definitely like nitty-gritty focus on that but when you're out of prep like you need to fucking live yeah Oh yeah. I've got a new client right now. I think it's been a year, I think, since we started working together. Um, and like, it's been really interesting because we haven't started prep yet. We're starting in a few weeks for her first prep. So super cool. But, um, it's been really cool working with someone just off season because I feel like I'm really finally starting to get through like that. You don't have to be perfect because a whole year later out of all the times that she was like, I messed up. I messed up. I messed up. Um, but a year later, it's like, look at your progress. Are you kidding me? Like you are so you're a completely different person. And those mess ups are actually what an off season literally should look like because she thinks she has to be perfect. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like I would hate myself as a coach. If you had an off season where you were never allowed to have like cake on your friend's birthday, like, so yeah, funny. Yeah, funny how that that mindset does change. Mm-hmm. I think you guys met, or Allison, you mentioned too, like hiring someone local. That's something I really wanted to chat with you oh, both yeah. about because yeah. this was you both started competing much before online coaching was a really popular thing. Yeah. And so your choices were kind of like, okay, well, who's a local coach? Like, how do I even find that person? Yeah. So, do the you guys local- want to share more about that? Yeah, the local team thing was huge. Like. And and it was like, you really felt like you were on like a team team because you'd pick somebody in your town or in your city in person. And like my coach had like weekly posing classes and everyone got together. And like, um, there were other teams that they got together once a week and they had like boot camps or, you know, and it was kind of like team, it always felt like team versus team a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the relationship with the coach was very different too. Yeah. So I had, a little bit for you. I had a little bit of a different experience because when I started, Bikini had only been around for four years, maybe, I believe, four mm-hmm. or five years. So, like, most people didn't even know what it was at all. So, there wasn't really the team aspect that I found. Um, my coach. What, had, what year did you start? I started training for my first show in 2014. Okay. Yeah. So I hired my first, I hired my first coach in 2013 and he was like, not good at all. But again, a local from my gym. Mm -hmm. Um, I trained with him for a little bit. I decided like this guy was very mean. He he just like ripped me to shreds because I was very, very skinny, like so skinny. I had like no muscle. And so I decided I was just going to like train for a year. And then that's when I hired my first competition coach which he had me and one other girl um and that was it 
and he was a bodybuilder himself but actually funny enough the girl the reason I even found him was there was a girl at my gym and I knew she was like the only competitor that I knew of and I loved the way she looked so I like creeped her Instagram was like you know like it was in its early days of like there's no influencers then and shit like that right so I like creeped Mm -hmm. her and I found her and then I found who her coach was and then I hired him and I had him for five years actually wow pretty crazy yeah and she's still competing as well she's a bit older she's a mom but she um she was actually just on one of Kenny KO's videos which is funny enough I like really yeah I saw her on like on Instagram he did a natty or not with her and I was like oh my god that's the girl that I like literally kind of influenced you yeah was she honest Mm -hmm. she was good I appreciate that (laughs) I appreciate it too she does wellness now but anyway so yes it was very 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 local back then there was no none of these like big teams like there is now there just Mm -hmm. it just wasn't like that yeah Yeah. even I saw that at my competition and that was still in 2019 so there Mm -hmm. were big teams Um, yeah I just knew that the girls from my hometown were hiring this like local coach and pretty much they either never competed again after that or they hired big coaches really soon after so that does say kind of a lot I will say like now that I've competed and I believe I'd have to count but I believe I have 10 shows under my belt now and I've had a local coach and I've had some of the biggest name coaches in like bikini and I'm very excited that the next time I step on stage I will be going back local so yeah no and I think that local Mm. has evolved it's not just some guy who either was a bodybuilder and only trains dudes and like said oh shoot I'll take on a bikini girl or two local coaches are doing crazy stuff in the industry now like even you know in Vancouver on the island you see some coaches doing quite well where where we are located and I'm sure it's like that in other parts of the world too so yeah yeah no I think there's there's uh, a benefit to have that relationship in that in-person aspect but like that was kind of the thing where you said like oh it's just like a a bodybuilder that will take on a bikini girl or two like that kind of was my first coach bless his soul he was amazing like such a great coach and Allison you had mentioned before too like the relationship was a little bit different too like we're friends yeah I was so close with my yeah Yeah. my coach felt like like a dad like 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 literally like your relationship was so close like I ran into him at the show last weekend at at Michelle's show last weekend and um And I just like, I just said, Hey, like, I'm sorry that I left your team. Like, you know, when I did and I said, but like, I just wanted to tell you, like, you had such a huge impact on my life and like, you know, and we hugged and it was just really, it was nice. Like the relationship was so different. Like I would call him and we would talk for hours about all sorts of like, you know, like, okay you don't do that with yeah you don't do that with like some online big name coach that you have you know okay big question how much did you pay for your first coach um I think it was like 250 a month mine was 150 yeah and that's what he was in the off season so that was my yeah mine was just 150 a month period and that was that was how many years ago 2016 yeah um 
yeah he charged some people like i think he charged more when i first started and then i was like i can't afford this because i was like still young and he was like okay just pay me this then but i think if he could get away with charging people more he would but he was also so my coach um had a huge team in 2016 17 18 19 20 even like or before covid i guess it was custom built training but he had like a big team like we had like 10 to 20 girls every weekend for like four years straight wow. um posing and his wife did yeah, the posing I know, I know and she, was, she was awesome and he was a bodybuilder turned somehow like almost full-time bikini coach like he would have so many bikini girls like every show he would have like anywhere from like five to ten in like every local show and it was really great and he kind of just treated us like baby bodybuilders though and after a while it was like that's the difference I wanted was he would just like pull fats and I'm like like all fats and I was like okay like after a while I'm like I don't think my body can take this anymore and like he's he's actually really good like he would always like keep up with like the latest training things that were coming out and like nutrition things that were coming out so like he he's yeah, he's awesome. Like if honestly, if I were going to compete again, like I would want to work with him again. Um, cause I just missed that relationship too. So that was the thing yeah. with my first coach too, Allison was yeah. he like, and like I said before, like bikini was so new, there wasn't a criteria and the look was yeah. completely different either. So and the look changed show to show, like they didn't really know what they were looking for. They were just picked. Exactly. Like, it was the, best looking girl on stage right so like (laughs) the way he had me training was like straight up for a dude like yeah I trained chest I trained chest three times a fucking (laughs) week dude I trained glutes like maybe once I trained quads like two times a week just straight quads like it was so funny and that was that happened to be why I made the switch too. I actually left him in 2020. Um, During COVID, I had made the decision to go to a bigger name because I just really wanted like. Yeah. 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 And I'm a really, really hard athlete to peak. Hard to peak. I've peaked once in my whole bodybuilding career. Same. Same. And, (laughs) And that was it. So I was just like hoping that you know, if I get a big name, you know, they'd have more knowledge and they'd be able to like peak me. That's not always the case. It's not yeah. just because they have a big name. Doesn't mean that they're going to like know your body like that. So yeah, always keep that in yeah, mind. Totally. This is another reason I, why um, I went back local. Yeah. And my, my coach, like, yeah, my coach like did proper bikini training. Thank God. And he did really well. Like he had like girls winning, like in the, in the, when it was BC ABBA, like CBBF, like the old mm-hmm. federation, like he won like everything. And mm-hmm. there was like a time actually at the end of CBBF when like the look was like pretty jacked and hard. Do you remember that? Um, um like when Annette won and stuff, like when Annette Mountford won her her pro card and stuff, like that era, like the very end of CBBF, like the winners were getting like pretty like jacked and pretty hard and like I actually didn't really mind that look but it was just a different look like the posing was totally different and the posing we should get into the posing guys oh my god yeah let's let's touch on that first of all quarter turns yeah 
second That's of all, right. in your back pose, you didn't have your hands like they do in the IFBB or CPA or CPA. You had, I believe you one had one hand on your hip, but it was a certain hand. I believe your it was hand. your left, right? Yeah. Your left hand on your hip and, and then your, your right, right hand straight out. Straight out. And then no I way. also remember seeing photos of some back pose with your legs crossed. Oh my God. That was a thing too. The pros. The- were- I never, I never did that. The pros would do that. The pros were doing that in the IFBB. If you go back, I, there's a specific picture of Jessica Arevalo, who was my first favorite pro. But if you scroll back, she was queen of doing that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I, it looked like um, you have to pee so bad and you have to hold it, you know? Like, yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't yeah. get it either, but it was cute at the time. Yeah. You weren't allowed to arch your glutes at all. Um, you moved your hair off your back too in your back pose. Yes, so. you did. You to show and you kind of leaned onto one hip a little bit, just a little bit, like the one that you had your hand on. You're right. Yeah, very different pose. And right. the front pose was like, it was, it was like the wellness front pose, but your legs were straight. Well, it was um, I, like um, locked knees. <laughs> well, Angelica, she was like the last to really rock that front pose, yeah. and that was the standard front pose at the time. Yeah. So if you yeah. look at Angelica Teixeira's front pose from the Olympia, where she has like the straight legs, like that was. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that pose. And like, I think that if you can actually pull it off, which a lot of girls can't, because you need a lot of upper glute in that pose, but quad dominant, it's like you're trying to be wellness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did like, um, I know I had sent it to you guys, but there's a, I can't remember her name now, but there's a wellness athlete who she's doing that pose and, um, oh fuck. It looks so good. I love it. Yeah, you, no, I think you got to have the right proportions in the first place. Um, I know yeah. for myself, when I've attempted it just for fun, it makes my torso look even smaller than it is. Oh, yeah. And then when I had my, you know, my heavy chest, it was like I had zero torso. So it was yeah. not an option. Yeah. But yeah, no, it is. It's I remember, yeah, Angelica rocking that in her wins at the Olympia. And I was like, wow, that's a cool pose. And then, yeah, I was too new to the sport to realize that was the standard pose. That was the front pose. Like, it wasn't to the side. I remember when girls started doing the the pose on the side, which is now the standard. Um, but I remember practicing that one being like, mm, nah, it's not for me. And it's so funny because, like, now it is the standard, so now it has to be for us. <laughs> I know. Honestly, I prefer it now because, like I said... In that other front pose, you really need a lot of um, upper glue. And if you don't, it just looks really bad, to be honest. It just doesn't look as good, I should say. But It looks a little stiff, too. Like, everyone looks stiff in it compared to, like, more, you know, that S-curve that we're used to today. Just everyone looks a little stiff and tight. Yeah. Like, in the old front pose, everyone just looks like, yeah. You look up tight. (laughs) Okay, but the old side poses, like, the one thing, too, is that you'd always have a way better side than the other. Because it, it was almost like wellness quarter turns. It um, was. It basically is pretty, it's pretty close, but it's a little bit different. Because um, the wellness quarter turn is kind of like halfway between our old side pose and our new front pose, if that makes sense. But, You're yeah, right. I had one 
I had one side that looked way better than the other. And yeah, so anyway. Yeah, it wasn't great. And let's just say like when CPA took over, like I could have cried. I was so happy. But also like when the CPA took over the whole first year, 2018, posing was a free for all. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Free for all because people were just like, Oh, there's new posing, but people still did some of the old posing. And then there was also like a time where I just like added in like something that kind of looked like a wellness pose because I'd seen bikini pros doing it. So I did it. And then I think I got specifically called out and was like, who taught you to pose? Don't do that pose. Like in my feedback video, I was like, just saw the pro was doing it. So, but it was cut, whatever, like the first year of the CPA was so funny. But yeah, like people were just doing whatever they wanted. And there was no consistency, whatever. It wasn't really until after the pandemic that like posing really solidified into what it is now. I, I feel like even in 2019, it was a lot more solid though. Like my oh, first yeah. year, because oh, yeah. I didn't learn from a posing coach and I watched a lot of YouTube. So I watched a lot of the pros doing their shit from like 2018 and like yeah I could still see some of the weird stuff but I was seeing what was looking I was like okay yeah this is becoming the more standard pose yeah, yeah. can you imagine if I like learned the old posing and I just attempted it oh my God. It'd be yeah. even worse than my first and- show posing was <laughs> which was really bad but I watched your first show and I remember like seeing you come out and I was like wow that girl has so much potential but like she's just gotta stand up man because yeah. you were like punching so much in the front pose which was super common i'm like it's not just you but like even that's crazy you were there yeah, i didn't know that fun. yeah i was told um, immediately after my show from a lady who became later my posing coach annette yeah. and she said i just wanted to pull your upper body and straighten you out <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty funny so um, one other thing that drove me absolutely crazy before a cpa came in was the suits your suit bottoms had to cover 50 percent of your glutes and they did measure it when you'd had when you checked in for the show they would literally measure Mm -hmm. your glutes and measure to make sure that your suit bottoms covered 50 percent of your glutes so when cpa came in obviously they got rid of it now we can like pretty much show our buttholes up there so (laughs) i've seen i've literally seen butthole (laughs) okay question because i wasn't unfortunately i wasn't there at um the show that you guys were just at Mm -hmm. but look at some pictures there was there some butthole there was a butthole showing on that at that show probably i I was side stage so i could see nothing that way but um yeah there's a potential because even this past year my last two competitions I was used to them usually checking the suit bottoms at um, registration and they didn't even check because I no. wore my suit thinking, hey, they're still going to check suit bottoms. They didn't check. Sometimes they they'll just they they didn't. Well, they'll just glance at them now. Like my. No, they didn't even bottom- look at them. Yeah, I know. But like some my suit bottoms now, like I think they're a like they're a pro cut. So it's like almost a thong. And they like they just like don't fucking care. But before it was like had to be 50. Yeah. Oh yeah, they would like, and and they would like literally not let you on stage. Yeah, you'll have to change. Yeah, 
Um, I do know. Now- I remember the days you'd have to bring two suits to check in because yeah. if your suit didn't pass, you'd have to wear your other one. Yeah. I do know in the CPA now, um, as an, am- I don't know why they do this, but as an amateur, you're not allowed to wear like a micro cut, but as a pro you're allowed. Hmm. So in the CPA, like they do have like a standard of suit size that you're supposed to follow, even though they don't care. But once you get into the IFB, they score well. you down. I'm pretty sure if you if you, oh like, yeah, yeah, because I know um, you don't love the T cut either, which like no one should wear those anyway. But I know you're not allowed to wear those. Yeah. So there was a funny time when those giant suits as soon as the suits were allowed to be smaller like they just kind of people would like cinch them with like a elastic or with a safety pin or stitching them so you would just like take it was like adding a scrunch bum almost where you just like along the butt seam you just literally scrunch it and sew it scrunchy and that's what we were saying like two episodes ago in the olympia recap like jennifer dory's olympia suit looked like an old suit that it had the scrunch bum because it was this like really nice curvy whale tail shape and it like it's so flattering on the glutes so i remember there was like a time where suits were um maybe not like 50 percent glute coverage but there was a time when cpa started that it was still had to be 30 and so that kind of suit scrunched was like gave that perfect look yeah anyway i just remember I remember that like very clearly, like as far as you could get away with scrunching your suit. And then if they didn't pass it, you would just go unscrunch it a little bit. So anyway. yeah, little sneaky tricks. I, yeah. I do remember my first suit bottoms. They were much too big sure. compared to how you would yeah. wear it now. And yeah, that was a big, it yeah, it was a big detail though. They were, they were serious about it. I yeah. would like it to more present- flattering when it's smaller. My 50 percent oh bottoms look at the size of these ashley has them front right here in person they literally that, uh, cover your whole face they would cut they would like cover my whole butt and yeah. i got compliments on this suit they were like it's so beautiful it's so perfect look at that shit <laughs> it's this, needs to get, so this needs to get uploaded to the instagram page i will especially because yeah. like these are the new ones. Yeah. Oh, they look like the front has more coverage yeah. than the back. Yeah, yeah that's perfect with new suits. Yeah. Yeah. So so funny. We will post we will post those side by side yes, of the old shall. suit bottoms compared mm-hmm. to the new ones. Another one, another detail I wanted to talk about with suit bottoms were like the connectors and the dangly ones. Yeah. I luckily dangly connectors. I never did the um the dangly ones but I did do these ones and they're pretty thick yeah they were because to anyone who didn't compete back then suit connectors it was kind of like a free-for-all you could do some really unique and crazy things I think they were not flattering all the time but like they're too big because we used to do like it would be like a strand and then we would have like three like hanging down on onto your hip you know like yeah it was just too much it takes away from your physique I was so lucky that my first suit had like a single strand and uh, I actually really liked it and then luckily yeah I just stuck with that so 
Yeah. Um, but- you know, what was different too was buying suits back in the day was different. You had local, we had a local suit maker that had like a shop and that's like all she did. It was devastating when she went out of business after COVID. Um, it's called the suit lady in Langley, but like you would go, you'd book an appointment, you'd look at color swatches, you'd try on all these different suits in her studio and like, it was like a whole experience. You'd get them fitted. It was like wedding dress shopping or something. I did do it that way. I did get a suit from suit lady and I did go Mm -hmm. to see her and it was so fun, but I will say that, um, buying suits actually was kind of the same as it is now then but the companies were different so I'm gonna throw it way back for you guys and I think they might be kicking around still but Ravish Sands oh the oh I before I competed I like loved looking at their page they were like they were really all right um I'm not too sure I think they're from Australia originally Yeah. yeah because I got this Sue, this is a different this is not ravish sands this is a different company i can't remember now but this is an australian company as well but the ravish sands was like that was like the toxic angels of the time oh yeah it was like like if you could have ravish sands like oof. yeah it was so i remember that but i was i got mine on i got my first suit without any stones on it um and I did it all myself same because I could only afford a plain ravish sand suit so my first suit was a ravish sands and it was like a mint green yeah bone green yeah mine was periwinkle and I fully crusted it though and it was like so pretty um but yeah the other thing that was different was jewelry because jewelry used to be there was some gaudy jewelry, that's for sure. But in the in this um, CBBF, like before, and the old federation, like you were only allowed jewelry in finals, and they were like so serious about that. Like you couldn't have a nose ring, you couldn't have earrings, you couldn't have a belly ring, you couldn't have anything. You were only allowed to wear um, your wedding band, hmm. or. Yeah, or something that was like if you were religious and you had like I don't a nose ring if you were Indian or something. It must have been specific shows that did that because I had never experienced that before. Really? That was like every show that was like a thing that you were only allowed jewelry in. Um in Not the ones I did. Really? Oh yeah. But um maybe I just maybe I just didn't listen. Yeah, probably. (laughs) There were people there were people that did it and like forgot. But there were lots of shows where they would like make you take it off backstage um if you if you had it on you know yeah. I'm not like I do some of that does ring a bell I just feel like maybe it was the shows that I did or maybe I just like straight up didn't listen but that does ring a bell actually of not being yeah. able to hear shit during mm-hmm. prejudging yeah and I remember asking one of the judges why and they said it's distracting against the physique and it's funny because if you look at some of the pictures, I think if I look at, like, I think I had them open on my phone just, like, now. I think I thought I was looking at my photos. I might have just sent you guys one. But anyway, like, I don't think I had jewelry on in any of those pictures. I'm not going to. Oh, no, I did, I did in that one. It was finals. But, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I still wear the same bracelets that I wore I've worn them for every single show I've ever done ever same ones that's funny. That's yeah special, one, time, though. 
No, once they I- got a good set. I've just wear the same ones now that I had a good set. Yeah, mine are really nice actually. They're like real Swarovski crystals. I actually mm-hmm. got them as a grad gift. And then after I graduated, I was like, man, these are perfect for stage. And I've just worn them every single show. Why not then? Yeah. I know. But jewelry was different. I remember some shows where people would have like colored jewelry and like so, like so gaudy of earrings and bracelets and like stuff that was kind of like the suit connectors like not even just the hip dangly things but like even in the center between your boobs you'd have like crystals dangling down and people would have belly button rings with like the dangles and (laughs) oh that's extra oh yeah yeah. I can't even imagine yeah it's definitely Um, like obviously now bikini has transformed into its own thing and it's like it's a there's a criteria now and there's standards and there's like but back then, like, we didn't have so much to go off of. And, like, yeah, even when so I started, were... like, I couldn't find any, like, like, I, w- I remember Googling, like, bikini co- competitions and, like, pageants would come up. Like, it, it's, it wasn't, yeah. like, you And know. colors were different, too. Like, if you look now, like, at the top 10 of the Olympia for the last five years, like, you have a consistent look. But, like, back then, like, suit colors were whatever. Like... People had orange, you had mint green, like, and, and these aren't, like, nice mint greens or, like, nice oranges, no offense, but, like, you know, pe- and I, like, one of my goals was to do every single color of the rainbow, like, at least. <laughs> like, I, like, I wanted to do every color. I always wanted to pick something that, like, nobody else would have and, like, yeah. Another thing, another little thing that we used to do, too, and it was just from the time but we used to wear our suit bottoms and our connectors like so low waist, like so did not have them hiked up around our hips. It was so low on our hip. Lower the better. Yeah. Yeah, It's that's always funny because your obliques. Now you see, now you see the, you know, the Y2K fashion coming back in the low rise jeans. And it reminds me of that. I'm like, please don't let the low rise suits come back in. I don't think they will. No, um, it's just not flattering. It's not. It's not. It cuts your boots in half. Yes. (laughs) Like literally. Also, what, if, do you guys remember what you did for heels? Because believe it or not, ladies is back before the shoe fairy and all of those really popular names. Um, it was the same. Um, fab, close, fabu- yeah. fabulous or fabuloso or whatever the fuck those shoes are. Fabu- fabulicious. Fabulicious. Yeah. Those were still around. It was the same. Yeah, but people I'll had like shoes you'd see, right? More funky styles for sure. There was more styles that people wore, whereas like now everybody just gets like something similar to an Olympian or something. I mean, I only saw like clear heels at shows yeah. then too. Like I had, they were a brand called L which were like so fucking shitty yeah I had those too they were so bad but I just had a mule just like um and that was my first shoe and I remember I used to be on like a bodybuilding swap and buy page and some like super jacked figure girl posted um she had some what were they called fabulous or fabulicious shoes Oh man, I bought those secondhand and I was like, I made it. These are the fucking best shoes. Obviously, now I'm an Olympian stan. So, yeah, that's funny. No, I do. I do remember wearing just 
I, I was practicing in a heel that was nothing like a bodybuilding shoe and finally I realized I was like okay I'm looking at different shows and I'm like nobody's wearing a different shoe they're all wearing the clear so I have to figure this out and I ended up going to Vancouver because at the time I lived on the island and I went to a stripper store and found I think the same brand you guys are talking about and yeah. they hurt my feet but at least it looked the same yeah that's so funny um <laughs> The other thing that was very different too was hair and makeup. Um, now they just want like a very nice polished look. Like if you have nice waves or like healthy looking straight hair or something, but, and they want like a nice natural fresh face. But like, I remember hair and makeup was also a free for all. People had clips in their hair. People would do like a half up, like bump up do. Oh no. Um, like with a bump at the back or they would have like, yeah like back combed bump sort of with like super curly like almost like pageant texas hair like and the makeup would be all over the place like super intense sparkles and and eyeshadow like eyelashes weren't as big of a thing it was more like like the colors of the makeup were like way more pronounced and people would like match to their suits and red lips and yeah all sorts of yeah and now it's like, they just want you to look nice and pretty and healthy. I hired so. somebody to do my makeup for my makeup and my hair for my first show. And she was a competition makeup artist. Like, oh, that's awesome. That's all she did. But it wasn't, <laughs> it, oh, it wasn't, wasn't great. Okay, it wasn't awesome. Never mind. Okay. Not awesome. No, no, it wasn't. Because back then too, like you said, Allison, it was just kind of like, it wasn't as great. Like it, the, the matching to the tan was like too much like your face should be significantly lighter than your body not significantly but quite a bit lighter than your body or else you're gonna look yeah a couple shades or else you're gonna look really muddy on stage oh god I remember looking at it being like I look like shit and then my hair was so tightly curled I cried my eyes out because I was like, I look like little Bo Peep. Like, what the fuck? So yeah, it just like wasn't great. That's so yeah, funny. A lot more pageanty of a look, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. My my first show makeup, I like did it based on a YouTube video, but like it was literally horrible. And I tried to do like old school Hollywood curls on my hair, but they just looked like it just it just didn't work it just didn't work yeah I do my own hair and makeup now and I've done it I've done my own hair and makeup for all of them but my second one I learned a lot from my first show to my second show I look like a different person yeah and And because I can't do hair or makeup on myself I'm glad at least if I cut corners in other places I didn't there because it would have gone so much more horribly I still uh, want to do your makeup for show day. Next year? Yes. <laughs> God willing. Um, yeah. I also, before, I don't know if we're going to wrap up, but I wanted to ask you both about one thing you're, like the thing you're most happy that you've moved on from and then the thing you actually miss about the OG days. Mm-hmm. That's fun. If there is something that comes to mind in either category. I got oh mine right away. Okay. Okay. You, you start because maybe it'll spark something for me. So the thing that I um 
like look back and kind of cringe at was definitely my posing hundred percent. I'm like, thank God I practice and practice and practice. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have any like really old posing videos, but maybe we should post those on Instagram too. Cause mine is so bad and I have a really old video. And the one thing that I miss the most about old shows, specifically here in Canada, is the the money that they put back into the shows was significantly more. The venues were way better. The production was absolutely insane. The goodie bags were real goodie bags. Prizes were awesome. Like you actually got like, you felt like you got a lot from being there. Whereas I feel like now you go and the last time I competed, my goodie bag was a lanyard and a pack of gum. And like, so just like little things like that. And I remember I did a show in 2016 and the production was like insane. Like it was better than pro shows. Like there's like green and lights and it was amazing. And I just, I miss that part. Like I miss, I miss them putting more effort into it, I guess. Mm, That's totally fair. Um, I do know there's some show promoters that do a significantly better job than others. And maybe it's just because, you know, they've got better connections or more support in their in their like in their local city Mm -hmm. um but even I remember coming from my first show where I only placed second in all of my categories but I still walked away with a lot more you know goodie bags so to say than when I placed first my past year so that's that kind of does say a lot that the priority is is not quite the same yeah the Popeye's ball classic like everyone in top five got like a duffel bag like packed to the brim and now often in Canada at regionals they don't they don't even award top five, only top three yeah, with medals. You get a medal for first and second, or yeah. for second and third, yeah. And the goodie bags yeah. are like not great. And like they used to have things backstage for competitors when I first started. Like they used to have cool things like a donut wall, or like they'd yeah, always have things in the backstage that. for people, or like yeah. you know they just had more things for the athletes because you pay so much to be there that it's kind of disappointing when you show up and the venue is like you can't even fit everybody and it's like moldy on the walls and you know like stuff like that and it's like why did I pay thousands of dollars to be here right now you know it leaves a memory it leaves a memory I think (laughs) inflation is part of that not to like throw that out there but I do think it's a lot to put a show on now like financially and also COVID I think too right because a lot of people were just like hey let's have less shit because we don't want to touch it you can't have a bunch of food backstage all of that kind of shut stuff down too I feel I feel and then and then they realized how much cheaper it was to do it without all that stuff and then kept doing it yeah but I also feel like like we pay more so it should be at least the same as what it used to be I know we pay way more too like the entry fees were like 150 bucks and yeah. then 100 for a second category and now it's like sometimes it like almost 300 I was 330 for me to enter my last like couple pro qualifiers I was like well because the pro qualifiers too now yeah they charge like 300 for entry fees um, I will I will shout out though that the natural nationals they, you know, without any extra charge, like, I mean, everyone, it's a pro qualifier, they still charge, but without extra charge, they gave athletes the choice of like a really nice quality, thick, fleecy sweatpant or hoodie, 
And oh, I actually did feel like they did an excellent job of giving back to the athletes. That sounds awesome. So I'm like, yes, I still had to fly to Toronto for it, but that was my choice, right? We just don't have as many options for pro qualifiers in Canada, but they did a really great job. So there's still a few, I will shout them out, but yeah, it, really it, good. it was really good. I'm, I'm wearing the pants right now. <laughs> Sweet. Honestly, I still rock. I have like a couple like crusty old t-shirts from like 2015 like I should probably get rid of these but I can't yeah everyone got a t-shirt at their show like everybody got a t-shirt that was just what you got you got a show shirt yeah everybody I I remember like when I didn't get one at my first show I was like where's my show shirt but I will say I believe last time we did we volunteered at Lee Brandt show they gave us t-shirts there too yeah there's definitely a few promoters doing that so that's it's really awesome yeah, because that's that's what leaves the memory with you, right? Not every athlete's going to come home with hardware or a, a placing. And so I think that stuff does really, you know, it makes a difference. Everybody yeah. loves a t-shirt. Everybody loves a freaking free t-shirt. Let's make a shirt that says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Allison, any, did that jog anything for you? Any experiences or memories? You know, all of my early shows were, not all, but I did so many regional shows at the beginning, and there's something so fun and, like, I don't know, just this, like, naive, like, bliss about being at regional shows and just everyone's there because they, like, just want to do well and, like, challenge themselves and like it was just so fun I just remember having so much fun like mm-hmm. and like the the national shows like my last like one two three four five six, like six out of my 12 shows like they were the last six were only national shows so like it was just completely different like mm-hmm. so I guess it's just like my own personal journey I just missed the like I don't know the joyous sort of excitement of being on stage and like um but I think like a lot of what like Ashley was saying is like the promoter is like made this whole experience like the experience was so athlete focused like and the coaching was so team focused and like like I had posing every weekend it was like every Sunday I looked forward to like two hours where I would like drive out and like pose with all my teammates and we would talk about our suits and we talk about our shoes and our posing and our shows and and just like support each other and like yeah Mm -hmm. so the whole it was just a very different world and I feel like it's like this little like bubble in my life of like just like happiness and like such good memories um yeah really really nice and like all my national shows and everything too like they were all great but um like and they were amazing too like you then it was different with social media you like then you meet people that I've been following for years and I meet them at a show and they are like so nice and so sweet and so amazing in person and you like have these like really good friendships in a different way so it's just different I guess you know um Mm. but one thing that I wouldn't want to bring with me um yeah, I don't know. I guess I would just miss the like localness of of the shows and how they used to really be so family oriented. Um and and like the way less social media, it really was different too. Like yeah. now yeah. with all these big green coaches and people tagging people and everything's about 
sponsoring sponsor this and tagging that and collabing this and it's like it was just about the bodybuilding then it was about the bodybuilding and now it's about like who knows who and who's doing what and um yeah so i don't know but what i wouldn't bring with um i don't know i like that there's a consistent standard um i like that there's a consistent standard now at Mm -hmm. least yeah I yeah. love that too. I think it's yeah. it was necessary and it's cool that you guys in one way or another have been around since and bikinis evolved so much since then and you you can share that with people because you know there's probably competitors that are even much newer than I am to the sport who you know maybe oh, yeah. they had a really quick journey to the top and they don't even know about this part of it so it's kind yeah. of exciting to share that. I mean, I think, Gabby, I think that you caught a little bit of a tail end of a different time, too, because Uh after COVID, it really did change. It It, really did. So I do think that you did catch, like, the tail end of, like, a different time. Maybe not the 2014, 2015, or, yeah, 2015 time, but you know, it, it was different then too. So it's true. my first show, I, I do have that, that memory of the com- camaraderie and like the, the local teams. And even though I wasn't with one, it was like, I felt like I was close to everyone. And it, it was, it's a different feeling backstage even now. Like, I, I think I hear what Allison was saying too, is a lot more, you know, you know, everyone's there, they're doing their best, less competitive in a way. There's always a few people, of course, yeah. but it felt more like, Hey, like, wow, you have an amazing glutes here, have a pet bite of my cookie. Like it was more like that. And now it's people, you know, you're minding your business and mm-hmm. it is what it is and everyone's got their goals with it. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember that part too. <laughs> I think social media has made people like more driven for a pro card and like more driven mm-hmm. for validation too. So I think that does change the atmosphere. Well, and and some go ahead, Ash. Oh, I was just gonna say it totally blew like bodybuilding up again, especially bikini. Yeah, Yeah. and you had no idea who was showing up to a show. That's what I was gonna say. That's the the difference, right? Because everybody's like, "Oh, you never know who's gonna show up." It's like, yeah, you do. Yeah, everybody's tagging everybody all the time. Yeah, and like Uh, there might be a wild card, but usually you have an idea. Like, but back then it was literally like you have no idea where you're going to place and like the and the excitement of where you might place and getting a first call out was very different than knowing that you could go into it knowing you're going to get a first call out like you know it was totally that was the major key for me too because you know yeah yeah, you can look at your you can look at your direct competitors and it's a good and a bad thing but it's yeah. crazy going into my first show, not knowing shit, having like 30 or something other girls in my true novice class and ended up placing second. That was the most mind blowing yeah. experience of my life. <laughs> like what? What do you mean I won Like or did that well? Whatever. It was yeah. crazy to me because yeah, we just all were there backstage. I didn't know who I was going up against. I didn't even know who was bikini or not. <laughs> so yeah, that's a whole different world. It was like honestly like... It was so different and like the shows they didn't have like like pages or anything like that so you can go check or anything right so mm-hmm. yeah it was it was different it was definitely different yeah uh, honestly I think just based off like Allison's reminiscing there too like that makes me so tempted to do one more regional <laughs> like, I want to do regional like, I regionals like, are amazing I for that. Going, 
when I thought about going back to competing, I was like, I kind of just want to do regional shows because like everyone is so nice and like no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. You're gonna end up like me and you're gonna do a regional show and you're gonna get fucking cream. (laughs) I like, yeah, I thought about that. We were we were literally just talking about that. Like, if you if we were to go to a regional show now and not win, it's like I might as well die because like. Back then, too, here's, like, another little thing that was so different. It was, like, the standard was so different, right? So me being on stage at 5'5", and I was 103 pounds, and I still won at nationals, you know? Oh, now you have to be, like, 125 pounds on stage, at least. And it's, like, yeah, like like, I did well in the beginning. Like, I was, like, winning shows and, like, feeling good. And now the competition is, like, fucking so fierce yeah. compared to what it is yeah. now it's yeah. a deep talent pool it's 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 great because it truly is evolving the sport and i'm glad at yeah. least they're moving back a little bit of a softer more feminine look yes, thank so you. that part's good but yeah you can't you can't show up and be a smaller athlete even though because ash you were so balanced and really bubbly and had a good look but you were thank small you. Yeah, yeah. So you small. can't show yeah. up small anymore like if you're yeah. undersized uh, and this is a warning to anyone if you're small just go grow for a couple years. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It is, yeah. you're going to get told to grow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, right, well, that was so fun to like look back fun. on everything. So I can't wait. We're going to post some throwback photos for you guys. So we'd love to see yours. So definitely if you guys post on your stories, tag us. We love to see the old photos. Yeah. <laughs> we should have like a contest. I don't know. Do we have anything to do like a giveaway? We should try to do like the funniest stage throwback photo contest or something. I love it. I we'll, love we'll try and figure something out, even if we just shout you out. But yeah. Yeah. That's I love so it. Awesome. We'll yeah, we'll definitely yeah. do that. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for yeah. listening to another episode of Overall Package Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Overall Package Podcast. And I am Astronaut Fit. I'm Allison Ann Fitness. And I'm Gabrielle Paulietta. Bye. Bye. Bye.